<laughs> Chelsea 2, Gaviscon 1. <laughs> Injury Time Podcast, I'm John Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. And I I really hate weeks like this, Darren, when there's like nothing really to talk about in the sporting world. To be fair, not much did happen except for all the stuff that happened. <laughs> so do you want to just fucking dive into it? Maradona's dead. Yeah, I saw that. And that's sad. Uh, absolute legend of the game on and off the pitch. Mm. Uh, I think he was um, a lot of times people would be like, oh, he's more famous for what he did off the pitch. I'm like, no, definitely more famous for what he did on the pitch. But... Also, yeah, quite famous for what he does. <laughs> he's famous in both ways. Um, yeah, yeah. he's famous in more than one way. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember always being taught uh, by my granddad, my uncles, and stuff like that. Uh, the thing of Maradona, good Pele, better George, best. I disagree with that. I think it, it goes Maradona, George, best Pele, because Pele only played against farmers in the like Brazilian league and stuff, and then went to New York Cosmos. But Maradona, you know, Napoli uh, when Italian football was class. Uh, Barcelona, Boca Juniors. Also, the thing about uh, guys like Pele was he also played on amazing teams. Oh, true. Yeah, with Socrates and yeah. yeah. Like so he, whenever you talk about Pele, you can name other players that he played with. Then you were like, right, George Best played on a good Man United team, but when he mm-hmm. played for Northern Ireland, not so much household names. Yeah. And then you think of Maradona, and you're like, yeah, actually, name me somebody else that played on an Argentina team with Maradona, <laughs> and you're like, hmm, good point. Yeah, fair. And he 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 won the. Uh, the World Cup. Basically, my uh, my joke for whenever he passed away was uh, obviously all comedians are hacky bastards. Uh-huh. We'll all have a joke. Yeah. So what I did was I waited. I bided my time for a wee bit of a, about a day, and then I didn't make it about Maradona. I said uh, Maradona's sad passing is the only way that we've been reminded that Peter Shilton is still alive. <laughs> and speaking of Peter Shilton, let it go, bro. Yeah. Let oh, it go. He is. Um, he is a better bastard. <laughs> Yeah. I mean like the guy's dead he's one of the best football players in the world he scored two well a hand, handball against you let's you know call a spade a spade it was a handball but then one of the best goals in the same game exactly now obviously it depends who you are in the world but people would be like did you see that goal he scored against England in the World Cup uh-huh. and people would go hand to God and then I'm like you're English aren't you yeah <laughs> if you're not English the other goal where he runs past the entirety of the defence mm. makes them look like fucking school children oh. and just scores a worldly see I I, th- I think this is genuinely like the like pro-British sentiment in my house that I was never shown like obviously I could have done the research myself on YouTube but we were always taught like my uncle telling me about the hand of God goal but never about the second goal and how good it was until I started researching for today's episode and I'm like Jesus Christ that's fucking amazing like yeah, it's so it's brilliant as well because he's like essentially it looks like he's one of those guys that you see who's a really good footballer playing Sunday league where he gets the ball in the halfway line and just goes fuck it yeah and just, well. go, just goes for it <laughs> need to run this hangover off <laughs> or in Maradona's case this calm down yeah exactly exactly yeah I saw uh, sort of touching tributes around the world uh, Messi scored the other night and pulled his, his old boys off, yeah, or his new boys yeah he had his new boys shirt on which is like a real retro one with the, the that Maradona would have wore the Yamaha sponsor and everything mm-hmm. and then also before New Zealand played the I saw that. Pumas the other day yeah. they, before the hacker they presented the Argentina team with a Maradona shirt which is weird because he wasn't even a, I mean he's nothing to do with rugby yeah exactly but still it's, you know it's yeah, real just, it's real recognising real yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it was a big thing because obviously he was such a, a figure in yeah. Argentina's history and I mean 
everybody knows who he was. So exactly. You know, it was a rugby game that presented it as a representative of his country. Yeah. It was a nice wee touch. Yeah. So we're we're this week in story time. We're uh, delving into the life and times of Diego Maradona, but also ah, poor old Papa Diop because in twenty years nobody will like the death will be overshadowed uh, by Maradona's death but yeah unfortunately is this, like, is this like less people remember Bill Hicks because Kurt Cobain yeah. around the same time I reckon that'll be the same thing which is real sad because he was a great wee player for West Ham I always liked him it was good man I, um, I think as well when I knew he passed because he was quite young as well yeah he was relatively young 40s something like that maybe yeah. a little bit older but yeah played for Fulham Portsmouth West Ham good couple of appearances nicknamed the wardrobe because he was a wardrobe that's class yeah huge dude <laughs> so rest in peace those two footballing idols I guess who did he play for Senegal wasn't it Get on the research train there. Research train. Da, da, da. But yeah, Senegal. He played for Fulham Portsmouth as well. I'm pretty sure oh, I mentioned that. That's terrible. Yeah. 129 Premier League appearances. That's pretty cool, man. And you think as well, I mean, there he, he's passed away at 42. George Webb was still playing in World Cups when he was 44. Fuck. Now his son is absolutely not doing the same. Which is sad. George Wyatt, that is not popular. I was going to be like, what? Is this something else for story time? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, we've already done it about uh, Timothy Wyatt. Yeah, um, that's true as well. That's well, all sad. Uh, but moving on to more death and destruction. Um, did you see the uh, car crash in the F1? I did. Man. The car literally broke in half like it was in Fast and the Furious. Man, like I'm, I'm playing this game on the PlayStation at the minute, uh, the Mafia game series. And it's something, and like I just started, there's like a kind of like soapbox derby kind of race thing that you're doing, and everyone's bursting into fire. And then I was like, oh, I better research for the podcast, so I stopped playing. I looked on the BBC Sport website and saw that, you know, cars are exploding in real life. What was mad as shit as well was the guy walked out of it, like the T1000 walks out of the thing <laughs> in Terminator 2. I get that reference now because I watched it. Yeah, he, <laughs> That's just, he, he just rocks out as the little pit crew guy is spraying him with a fire extinguisher. Uh, it was. We really shouldn't be laughing, but that was funny. Um, no, no, it's funny because he walked out of it. Exactly, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. be making these jokes if he died. But he was on. He was in the car while it was on fire for some like 27 seconds. Yeah. Man, could you imagine? Which is a testament, obviously, to how hopefully safe Formula 1 is now. He's got his fireproof suit and all his gear on and yeah. he's got his hood on, but... Jesus, still wouldn't fancy being in there. You're not going to sit in there. It's like the little meme of the little dog. This yeah, is fine. Yeah, yeah, this is As fine. it burns around you. <laughs> But you yeah, know the, the impact he hits with and then the car it goes up like something you'd see in a crappy action movie it's yeah. like a literal fireball because obviously there's so many litres of fuel in yeah, and yeah. the entire back of the car is a fuel tank basically because yeah. it burns so much fuel as it's yeah, racing man. scary Beck Isla uh, yeah, but I mean, he got out, so thank God for that. Did they, I, I only saw the crash. Did, was, the, was the race red flagged or what did they do? No, Hamilton ended up winning, I think. So did they just bring out the safety car? Because it, it, it's obviously off track. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that, I assume so. I know nothing about Formula One. Although people have been messaging into the Instagram group uh, asking us to cover it more because apparently it's popular. We'll get on to the Formula One. I used to watch Formula One years ago with my dad, but um, I haven't watched it in years. Literally, I've never watched one game is it a game no a race I have never watched one race in my life if you want a really fucked up fact I'm actually old enough that I remember I watched Dirt and Senna die live on TV shit serious 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the documentary that the guy made who made the Diego Maradona one as well. Yes, which Jordan has so nicely brought me on yeah. Blu-ray. I have seen it, but I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, do I it, can, I can watch yeah. it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was from the, the director of Senna. Senna is a phenomenal piece of yeah, documentary. Yeah, I need to watch that, yeah. And uh, Amy Winehouse, but she didn't play for, like, Atkins and Stanley or something. So. No, I'm We're not sure, going to watch sure that. in any sort of footballing career. Yeah, so. who knows? But no, um, I'm going to rewatch the Maradona one to tie us back in nicely for nice. our intro. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you see Santa getting beat 2-0 by Ross County no, in the cup? I, I am not a Celtic fan by any means. I have a lot of friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. and my good mates who are actual Celtic fans, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't maybe do us any harm to get one of them on here. Oh yeah, 100%. I'll be like, what is going on? Because this is your 10 in a row season. Exactly. They're, it's, it's ooh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're well off the pace. They're getting tanked everywhere. Um, the thing is as well... I know people are like, oh, look, Neil Lennon has to go. He's lost the dressing room and stuff. Mm. No harm to people who are playing for Celtic. If you're getting paid a wage to play football, yeah. I don't give a fuck if, you're, if your manager is literally a bag of cats sellotaped together. Mm. You're a professional footballer. What are you doing? Are, are they actually going out and sulking and not winning yeah. on purpose? Yeah. And, like, could you go through... If you're looking on paper, for talk's sake, just because it's the old firm, you're looking at the team sheet for Rangers and then the team sheet for Celtic. Can you honestly say that Rangers have that quality of player that are is you know straight better on paper than what Celtic are? I, I don't think you can. There's a couple of you know decent players for each squad. But I don't know, Steven Gerrard just kind of seems to have the fire up as well. Really, I mean obviously because their main thing is obviously stopping Celtic winning 10 of in course, a row which yeah. will be a, a first time in history because is it have both Celtic and Rangers done 9 in a row or just Rangers um, obviously Celtic have done 9 in a row now because yeah, yeah. They're, they're going for 10 but so yeah must be then yeah I think this is this is the kind of the bragging rights not the only big team to be beaten by a small team this week as well your favourite team Linfield oh man Warren Point oh no, they're my favourite team now. I'm not a Crusaders fan anymore. I'm a Warren Point fan. As of now. As of now. 2-1 win at the point. <laughs> that's better as well. Um, <laughs> a, uh, yeah, uh, Darren Mullen, the Newry manager, was actually commenting on that for BBC, so big shout out to Darren. He's a good lad. He's uh, the man who arranged for me when I went to my last tour of Southeast Asia. They gave me a free Newry top oh. on the basis that wherever I went, if I was like anywhere like famous, like mm-hmm. famous landmarks, I would get a photo taken. So everywhere I went with my backpack, my Newry top was in it. If I climbed the top of a mountain or if I like was on top of like the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore, mm-hmm. I had to get a photo in my, in my Newry top and send it to the the, uh, the Newry Twitter and then they would retweet it that wherever I was in the world. Oh, imagine you could do that, but just with like beer. Just kind of like, I will drink your product at, you know, the Sydney Opera House if you supply it. Yeah, I just wanted to have the record of the, the most well-travelled Newry top. Yeah. And it's an O'Neill's top, so it looks like a gas top. Perfect. I'm up for that. <laughs> so yeah, big shout out to, uh, to Darren, who was actually commentating the other night, and I'd say he was as surprised at more point doing that as hey, I, we were. I'm not even surprised, I'm impressed. That's what I am. Absolutely. <laughs> Good game for them. Speaking of impressed, uh, Northern Ireland women beat Belarus 3-2 at Seaview mm-hmm. this week. Uh, they keep their Euro hunt alive, and they play the Faroe Islands tomorrow at Seaview again, and if they win, they're going to the Euros. That's brilliant. Which, I, I think they're going to do it because they beat the Faroe Islands in the Faroe Islands so mm-hmm. if they can get them in um, here in Northern Ireland that would be brilliant for them also if I remember correctly because I think I played on it CV's 3G right? yeah okay yeah that's great because I mean obviously the, the playing conditions are terrible this time here so <laughs> yeah. 3G could be the way forward you never do know well, like I said your defenders is don't let the ball bounce yeah don't. It'll, end, it'll end up in the fucking lock <laughs> imagine we're doing the, like, the team talk before they go out just to try and motivate them oh that would be great what would you say I'd be like to motivate the girls yeah girls this is a free three week holiday somewhere nice <laughs> let's fucking win this game 
That's how you do it. Uh, and uh, to end the wee intro on a different point, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the NFL franchise from Pittsburgh, um, are kind of no at the minute throughout the whole season. So they're undefeated at the minute. And as of speaking, they play the Ravens on the 2nd of December so what that's this Thursday and the Ravens are 6-4 and four, so yes. a fairly middling team well you see the Ravens they this game was originally supposed to be played on Thanksgiving so last Thursday but uh, there was a crazy amount I think it was like 16 plus players on the Ravens contracted Covid Okay, so it's not the delay at all. Yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, they've switched it to the second. But if you look at the the games that they've played, um, most of them have been a drubbing. Like their last win was twenty seven three against Jacksonville. This was in Pittsburgh though. But it's it's crazy how different it is from football. Simply because, uh, like at the start of the season, they had four games that were they were away to to Cleveland, Philadelphia, which is like their derby. Uh, Houston and Denver that is a lot of traveling absolutely especially when you're having to go back to Pittsburgh for you know, like maybe three days and then shipping out to go there again so for play to them for Fox Ben Roethlisberger uh, was a notable sex addict but now he seems to be addicted to winning and yeah, but now, now all he's doing is fucking defences hey there we go Bad. there we go um, famous uh, uh Danny Gall, comedian Ryan Cole will be very happy. He's a he's a big uh, Steelers fan. Well, there you go. Yeah, we'll, sure, the we'll, we'll get you on, and you can talk about your love for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He also does a great podcast called. Uh... Nice one. Yeah, fuck. Really should have researched this, shouldn't I? I on. Uh, you know what's brilliant is as well. We we try and edit this podcast as little as possible. We're definitely gonna. Have to oh edit yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely today. What? No, because I I I'm subscribed to it. And I <laughs> I like listen to it each week. Uh, yeah, Clear and Oblivious. Ugh, finally. Uh, yeah, Clear and Oblivious. Uh, and he was very funny on that. Go check it out just because we need to apologise for not knowing that. Ryan, we're so sorry. That. We love you. Um, yeah, but uh, with that being said, let's get into this week in sport. Uh, hang on a second. Just, just two seconds before we finish this. Okay. I was in the paper this week. Oh, fuck! I remember like that and, and for a change for a change it was nothing to do with drink driving charge okay. there was like when I was in the paper there was like five minutes dedicated to going like yeah uh, I think this is my star rising and as soon as you were in the paper it was like moving on yeah this is my moment in the sun knock it off was it's it like, in the sun or the Irish oh games? no fuck those guys <laughs> uh, absolutely top so, quality comment I would rather not be in the sun if I couldn't do it that was in the Irish news Yes, do you want to talk about it? Yes, uh, paper which I would uh, normally joke about. Well, one of my old jokes was um, if you want to read up on stuff, the Irish news is where you go if you want to know about the Ra or the Ga. Uh-huh. So, yeah, basically the headline was The Joker. Mm-hmm. East Belfast is here to stay, says comedian Darren Matthews. And it was just a nice thing about the, the club I play for and our foundation and where I used to play, what I used to do, and how about me travelling around the world doing comedy, which was fucking mm-hmm. brilliant. And I talked um, about all the lovely teams I played for. And also the podcast teams you've been uh, part of, like uh, Injury Time with Jordan Robinson. Absolutely. I got name dropped, I was very excited. Yeah, well, we made sure to, to add in. I actually messaged it because the article was supposed to be delayed a few weeks ago, but um, Mickey Hart left his job, so Absolutely. he got a special commemorative issue. And he's in Louth now as well. Yeah, which, which got me bumped. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second, Louth. Yeah, Louth. This, this is me all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> Louth. Louth. The wee county. Louth. The wee. The yeah. smallest one. So they're, they're Division 4. They're literally the smallest county in Ireland. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got bumped back. So I messaged Andy Waters, who is the great writer who put this up. I messaged him saying, um, by the way, 
can you add in that I'm doing the Injury Time podcast with Jordan Robinson now these days? It'd be a good advert. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So we just typed it in and said it and published it again. <laughs> you should have been going around places in Yuri going like, I can get you um, column space <laughs> in the Irish news. Give us 20 quid and I'll say, buy your steaks from... I know, but I live in Belfast and that's supposed to be travelling up with everyone. So. <laughs> True. Things didn't happen. No, oh. it was great, man. I, I did that and then uh, I, I mentioned that as well. And I told us, I told the story, uh, which I'm going to do for a story time later, mm-hmm. about my great uncle playing for Northern Ireland. So yes. keep, keep the ears open for that, folks. Uh, uh, a Gaelic player from South Armagh whose uncle played for Northern Ireland. Boom. Stay tuned. That's going to be our story time. In a couple that, weeks. that is what the Good Friday Agreement's all about. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though he was dead about 15 years before that happened but never mind hey that's okay <laughs> it okay was, it was his ghost yeah right no. Jordan okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah move on <laughs> <laughs> moving on to this week in sport this week in sport okay starting this week in sport we will go with our Champions League roundup of the week mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea continue their impressive run with another win over Oven Oven yeah, yeah not Rennie's yeah. Not, not the thing you take for indigestion uh, Rennie, <laughs> then Chelsea, are we 2-1 two, two? Chelsea 2 Gaviscon 1 <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I mean like uh, Chelsea just keep performing in Europe Bull Frank you know absolutely uh, lesser down and the, the other two teams in United's group PSG beat RB Leipzig 1-0 yeah not a massive score seemed a boring game to be Barcelona, honest Barcelona count them out all you want 4-0 against Dynamo Kiev it's Dynamo Kiev though hey, let's, <laughs> let's give them a thing okay uh, uh, Dortmund 3-0 against Club Bruges yeah as well mm, I would have probably expected that one again yeah, Bruges yeah. being the Belgian team so weird as well because obviously Belgium are just exporting more players than Chocolate yeah. Uh, so, and war criminals. That's true as well. I'm assuming there's some from Belgium. I don't know. Yeah, wait, Did you just pluck that out of the air? Yeah. Well, I was trying to. I was going to do something about like the apartheid in South Africa, but I realised that was the Dutch as soon as I said it, and it's the Dominican Republic of Congo that I should have said. So moving on to Lazio against Senate. Do you mean the Democratic Republic of Congo? Why? What did I say? The Dominican Republic. No, it's no. Okay. Hey, I try to be. I am really trying to be smart these days. It's not working. <laughs> Um, but it hasn't happened by Ella. Yeah. Uh, your your favourite Italian team, sadly won three one. Oh yeah, Mussolini's team. Um, oh, and Juve also won second with the Italians. So two one against who's this? Yeah, Ferran Varos. Ferran Varos. That that could be it. You're you're like anti dyslexic Greek. What are they? Are they? I don't know. That's I'm, that, that's a wild stereotype. I'm guessing by the name of it. That's just that. <laughs> that unpronounceable name, Greek. Yeah, uh, Sevilla big crossing the door two one. Another team I don't know, don't know the hell they're from. Yeah, no, they're from Bulgaria. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they obviously qualified through the old uh, had to beat somebody to be there. Mm-hmm. Cracker. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the United game. It was a good game. Four one. That, that's that. that's how you play against Bashir here. Not like last time when they Yeah, absolutely. When Demba arrives in a time machine, <laughs> finds his prime and runs the length of the, his half of the pitch. <laughs> to be fair, as we discussed, uh, centre backs are sorry, defence absolutely sleeping they score they go, which you know what, I can't be mad at Demba Ba. Now we have the win over them. Yeah. His goal was great. I can, yeah. I can say that now. Yeah. I'm not even annoyed about it anymore. Uh but, you see, this, um, the third goal in the first half, so Bruno Fernandes scored an absolute worldly for the first goal. Um, you see, come the third, Bruno Fernandes has, an, a, like, he, he is the normal penalty taker as well, which is very weird, but Rashford takes and scores this penalty. What type of saint 
must Bruno Fernandez be to get Rashford to take the penalty to try and like boost his confidence when he can get a hat trick himself? I'm sure they still throw him the game ball. Build him a shrine. Build he's, Bruno he's Fernandez a shrine. I actually, um, I know one of the boys. We'll, we'll get on it when we get to the Premier League. But one of the boys on my Gaelic team, how do we, how do we flutter on the nags? Oh yes. And by nags, I mean United and Southampton, where he bet Bruno Fernandez would score a penalty. And is it Ward Pros the big guy who keeps scoring yeah, yeah. free kicks for Southampton? Uh-huh. But he would yeah, score free pros. and uh, Fernandez would, would score a penalty. Fernandez scored from play. <laughs> but anyway, because yeah, I think the return was like six hundred or four hundred quid or something. It was fucking oh bad. man. But anyway, enough of that. So yeah, yeah, four one. It was good to see it happen. Which it, obviously is what should have happened in the first game. Oh yeah, yeah. Based on team sheets, so it was good to see them get a bit of confidence back. But it was good actually. This week in Champions League, there, obviously there was a lot on. So it's the real compacted schedules for everything. So mm. thankfully we have plenty on. Uh, moving on to the Wednesday, definitely surprised Man City only beat Olympiacos one one nil. Yeah, that was I would have thought at least a three one or a two nil if they were feeling sleepy. Definitely, yeah. But uh, the real um, turn up for the books was Liverpool getting beat two nil by Atalanta in that. Yeah, look, I can't believe they lost to the lost continent of Atlantis. That was <laughs> phenomenal. How can they play on land? They only have gills. <laughs> um, Pretty much, yeah. Um, 2-0, I don't know what this was unless this is, um, we'll get to it when we talk about the Brighton game later, about uh, Klopp's interview after the game, if yeah. you saw that. But uh, yeah, um, my favourite team, just to say their name, uh, Bayern Mönchengladbach, <laughs> won 4-0 against Shakhtar Donetsk, both great names for teams. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, neither of us can say it, Borussia Mönchengladbach, there we go. I thought it was Bayern, oh no, no. there you go, pardon me, Borussia, Italian. oh it's, it's their province, yeah, 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 yeah. cool, well it's, it's just listed here as Mönchengladbach. Um, yeah, they beat Shakhtar Donetsk 4-0, which was good because Shakhtar Donetsk was the ones who beat Real Madrid in what, like the opening day of the Champions League? That's true, Real Madrid not dicking around anymore, 2-0 against Inter, yeah, well, in, Inter aren't playing the best, I believe, in uh, Syria. I could be wrong, but I'm almost sure, like, because Ericsson's not firing on all cylinders and Alexis Sanchez is dead, and um, Romelu Lukaku's, like, not up near the the high scorers list. Do you think, do you think, does Ericsson have any regrets about leaving? Oh, I would be. 100%. Yeah, if you if you played through the bad times and then as soon as you leave, they're just like, not doing too bad here. Yeah. Um, so it ended up, uh, so Hazard, Eden Hazard scored his first Champions League goal in three years. Which three is, years? Yeah, how long has he been at Madrid? Hasn't been that long, surely. No, I would have thought he would have. Has he, has he played the last three seasons in the Champions League? I think, he, I think he, he might have been injured for one of them, but... Yeah, Fidel ended up getting uh, two unsportsmanlike yellow cards to get sent off in the first half in the 33rd minute. Is that what it was for? Yeah, two unsportsmanlike. Um, no, I didn't see the highlights, so I'm is not that, sure what it was. Is that a word from mouth the referee? Aye, could well be. But, yeah, sad times for... It was at the San Siro as well, so you're expecting... You know, at least a goal from Inter, yeah. but never came. But yeah, moving on to Thursday's games in the Europa League. Big surprise here. I don't know if you guys could have called this before, but uh, Celtic have got beat again. No way. Yeah, four one. It's uh, you know. It would appear being in loads of competitions is not working out well for them. Yeah, it turns out that way. Till as old as time, huh? But they were leading one nil for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, yeah, again, we're going to have to get a proper Celtic fan on to be like, what happened or where's this going? I would that say I'm a project. proper Celtic fan, though. Yeah? Yeah. 
What do you think? Well, well you tell me, because then I, I've just never really bothered with Scottish football at all. Well, it's... I think they're adapting to it, going back to a two-horse race from a one-horse race, with Rangers obviously beating them in the last old firm and, you know, stuff like that. Well, I think it's... Obviously, when you're talking about, like, they've done nine in a row, they're going for ten in a row, yeah. there was a period of that where the toughest team to beat were them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the next toughest team was some like Aberdeen or something like that. It was yeah, you know, and now they're losing two 0 to Ross County. Sad. Yeah, is Ross County is Ross County even at the arse end of their league, or are they just another one shoving in the pack? Um, I I don't actually know. Um, I remember Inverness Cali Thistle were the same kind of standard, but now they've dropped down a couple of leagues. Yeah, I know. Um, I actually do know a Partick fan, um, Ray Bradshaw. He's a very funny Scottish comedian. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. Uh, he does a bit Can of stuff for me. Sport in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. He does the um, the uh, was it the interpretation for or sign language for yeah. all the Scotland games? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, what was his? Ray had a brilliant comedy show that I saw years ago in in Australia called Deaf Comedy Fam, <laughs> which was great. We talked about growing up with two deaf parents, but also yeah, a Partick fan. So uh, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had an easy life. Yeah. Well, now that you know, Scotland are in the Euros, he can uh, rejoice. Yeah. Like much. us in two thousand sixteen. But any other uh, results kind of stand out to you there in the um, Europa League? No. Leicester three three with Braga in Portugal. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird enough one because I thought Leicester were playing well, but obviously maybe they're still going to be a bit of a dent in the conference after mm, uh, true. Johnny Evans' great goal against uh, Leicester oh, um, for for Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Napoli two 0 Saying we talked about Maradona this week. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, but what was that team? How do you pronounce it? The team they were playing. Who Napoli was playing? Yeah, is it Rijeka? Oh, where'd they go? Rijek? I had it up here. I don't know. Where are they from? <laughs> we'll find out in a matter of seconds. Croatian. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Never. I had, like as soon as I read the result, my I clicked on something, my computer jumped away, and the the, the things so I'm like, oh, what what result am I looking at? It moved me into like <laughs> from September or something. Uh, PSV beat PAOK, which you know, fair enough. That's some sort of code for something. No, it's 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 Greek for everything's gonna be a okay. Uh, Rangers no. Oh yeah, this is what's something I was supposed to say. I am really bad at calling games. What we know this? Yeah, but it's becoming more evident to myself. This see when we see when we say that we're a comedy podcast, <laughs> we we don't mean that we're funny. We just mean our inability to like our cases <laughs> are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, Rangers drawn two two with Benfica, uh, and me going like, yeah, this is Rangers' time to shine. Uh, yeah, what happened? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then Tottenham beating uh, Luderetz uh, 4-0 at home. Is that all you believe? Yeah. I feel like it was way more. Yeah, no, there was more, more games, but it wasn't very entertaining. Uh, moving on, the curse has officially been broken. Crystal Palace were playing Newcastle. Newcastle won 2-0. In London. In London as well, yeah. In Old Selhurst. It's the curse of McCollum because when he doesn't watch the games, apparently they win. Hey. So. And Joel Linton scored as well. Yeah. And was two goals in the last, like, two minutes of the game as well. Yeah, so like, idiot from the man. Make sure that you, as a, a diehard Newcastle fan, stop watching. Exactly. For, your, for, for the good of the team and your own mental health. <laughs> Just send like a, a, a ransom letter to Mike Ashley going like every time you don't, like every day you don't tell the club I will watch one more game. 
<laughs> See what happens there. Right, uh, moving on to Saturday. The big old games in the big old league. Uh, we'll start off with the early kickoff. Uh, Brighton Liverpool at the Amex Stadium. The early kickoff being the main reason it was quite controversial. Ooh, you could say so, or you could just say they're professionals and they should be playing football whenever they get told. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, my opinion on this one, and this is going to sound really weird for Manchester United fan. I really wanted Liverpool to win that game. Why? Because I had them in the last man stand, you bastards! <laughs> and against Brighton, you were like, you must have been rubbing your hands. Like Brighton in the ninety third minute, it was it was so weird as well because obviously the joke is, you know, you watch if you watch West Ham v uh, Aston Villa. Careful now. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, you're not. You're only a part of the setup. Don't worry. You know mm-hmm. I was watching uh, West Ham v uh, Villa, and um, there was a VAR decision, and it was a penalty to Liverpool. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. So yeah, one one. Brighton got a penalty out of it. Uh, uh, I'm finding a new co-host. That's fine. After that joke, <laughs> sure. Is there anybody else in the East Belfast GA team that can has their own microphone? Dude, it's your podcast. I'm only here. You're only come to my house because I make a tea and we can socially distance across the table. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Brighton uh, got a penalty missed by Mopé. Mm-hmm. And the French guy, uh, and then Salah scored a decent enough wee goal, but also disallowed. Uh, and then Jada, of course, Jada uh, made it one 0 to Liverpool, and <laughs> I felt so bad for Lallana because like he he wins he wins the Premiership with uh, um, Liverpool, he gets signed back to Brighton, and he was on the field for like two minutes and had to come off injured. <laughs> Comedy of errors there for Adam Lallana. Um, Mane also got gold disallowed. Uh, VAR, another contentious VAR call. And 1-1, it ends. 93rd minute penalty. Well, I think we can probably do another special episode. It's strictly on VAR as well. Oh, man. But look, the other thing as well is, I, I saw a brilliant tweet the other day, which was, if you're complaining about VAR, I want it affects your team, but you sit silently, but it benefits you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I watch VAR. There's loads of stuff. And the other thing is as well, there's a sort of there's a slight near smugness where when you watch something when a VAR goes for you and you're thinking not a fucking mission <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you're just like hey the, the football gods are smiling on yeah, us today like, I'll, I'll take it because that referee doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on to the second game uh, Man City against Burnley now this is uh, a game that will go down in infamy because it is the third time in a row where Man City have beat Burnley 5-0 is it's Burnley's keeper's from here, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. this was another thing. Uh, Peacock Farrell played his first start with Burnley because of old Popey getting yeah. injured. Um, and, uh, he he uh, really uh, really didn't uh, start the game very well because it was 1-0 within five minutes. Do you think, it, do you think he's remember other guy actually injured or did he just remember that he was next to the last two five mils and was like, enough uh, hamstring lads. Yeah, take yeah, there. yeah, it's not happening. And he's a decent goalie too, so... <laughs> Ben means must be having like I don't know like <laughs> proper anxiety attacks every time he looks at his calendar and sees City yeah. Uh, but yeah then Mars makes it 2-0 and then uh, uh, I'm just going to say it now a huge fuck up by Peacock Farrell um, to allow a goal which was thankfully uh, disallowed um, for them and then uh, Mendy scored and it was his first ever goal for Man City actually yeah I feel like that those Man City games just random people score because it's Man City. And yeah, they're that good. Exactly. Everyone can score. It's either it's like Raheem Sterling, uh, Ruud Mahrez, uh, De Bruyne, 
Aguero has so many goal scorers on the team, isn't there? Pretty much. The other thing as well, um, from watching the 5 0 lane going to a game that was a wee bit tighter, and a game that I actually sat down and watched. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I still got more stuff on the City match. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how many goals are Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mendy gets the third, Torres, who scored the hat trick against my beloved Manuel Neuer, um, scored as well. I hope he dies. And Mares got his hat trick. Um, and his last hat trick was actually with Leicester against Swansea City. Well, what year was that? Mm, it wasn't this year. Fair enough. Because <laughs> yeah, once a year, still in thing, and then De Bruyne hits the post at the end, and uh, they had a good. Uh, hey, Gabriel Jesus had a disallowed goal as well. I'm going to say they were on for six, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Quite literally hit for six, and that's cricket, lads. That's not even football. Yeah, exactly. That's not even a sport. Yeah. No. I hate cricket, man. <laughs> it's not. It's rounders. If you don't know what rounders is, give it a Google. It's one of the GAA sports. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Everton against Leeds at Goodison. Yeah, that was the one I wanted to chat about because that's the one I sat down and watched. Leeds continue their uh, all in attack philosophy. Oh, which do you want? Know I really enjoy watching. I love I love a team that plays with total disregard. Their first they're game so against dangerous. Liverpool. They're, they're so dangerous to other teams and themselves. Yeah. Um. I uh, I loved watching Leeds against Liverpool because like uh they they were out of the Premiership when I started first like watching and listening to football and stuff like that so I never got the whole dirty leads thing but now that they're back and seeing that first goal uh, that first game was a 4-3 Liverpool yeah. one and just going like this is class this is like old school football and it was a really in- a really entertaining highlights package to watch as well it was brilliant to see in that first game against Liverpool that the brand new pro- the brand new promoted team playing what people perceived to be the invincible Liverpool yeah. and they absolutely scared the shit out of yeah. them which should have given a lot of a lot of the other teams in the Premier League real confidence to go here. They just had a go with Liverpool. Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, exactly. And some teams have, and obviously with Liverpool's pack schedule. But um, the thing we were talking about earlier was um, uh, sorry to jump back in, but it was the Brighton Liverpool. Uh-huh. Clock gave a wee interview after the game and complained about them playing on was it Wednesday night and then Saturday morning. He complained about the difference of it being on a Saturday at half twelve than if it hadn't been on. You know, I was like, if it's between that. And playing at half three, which is when most Saturday kickoffs are, or five o'clock even, it's only a couple hours difference. So is it should it be that you have access to the best physiotherapists and rest in the world? Are you not telling these boys to go home, get ten hours sleep, come back in tomorrow for a rub down and be good to go? Yeah. If you can't rest up on Thursday, Friday, you've two days of recovery. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like they've got access to the, enough of the medical staff and the recovery and the food, the access they have to people who can help them and they should be able to play in the game. Yeah, 100%. See, this is why we should, never should have had like a footballer's union. Because they, you think they end up just sort of being a bit fucking dramatic about... Yeah, exactly. Like, you're okay. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not okay. I feel tired. You can't, you can't say your team could beat if you're feeling tired. No, you're going to do a 12-hour shift and be an M bargains. Then you're going to play flipping Middlesbrough in the cup, okay? Yeah. See how you get on But then uh, any other games that kind of tickled your fancy? Uh, obviously, I was wrong with Sheffield United, and they're going to get relegated this season. I'm making that call. My, so hopefully they don't. My cousin Hakeem is a Sheffield fan. He is having a bad year. Because Ooh, last man. year there were... So good, so good. Second year, the sophomore slump. Uh, yeah, West Brom. So it was the battle of the arse end of the league. Yeah. Um, one nil. I didn't watch it. Watched the goal of the highlights. Yeah. Um, I watched Arsenal Wolves last night. Oh, actually okay. Hey, like it was a year ago. They sacked Emery. They're not much better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, two one on that one. Uh, I and then I watched. Uh, do you know what? I had it on in the corner, but I was watching Harlem at the same time. Yeah. 
Chelsea Tottenham was fairly dull. Yeah. Oh well, apart from the disallowed goal, about the yeah. Timo Werner at the start, which, which was an amazing finish. Really, really Cur- good goal to curl it round the keeper and to go in off the inside post. Exactly. Against Lloris as well. Phenomenal um, finish because Lloris is the longest arm in the world. <laughs> exactly. He's daddy long legs. But, but yeah, got that. So finished nil nil, which was a real shift the power at the top. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. Because I mean, once you're once you're that tightly packed up there, once you get a draw, it completely throws the level. So mm. and uh, obviously Liverpool got a draw as well. So yeah, exactly. Move, but everybody else moved up behind them. Mm. So. Yeah, it's 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 going to be very difficult for Tottenham if they want to maintain that kind of thing because they need it like as difficult as that game is, with how well Chelsea are playing, they need to get three points from that game to like be contenders. Yeah. Even though they're first in the league at the minute, they, they don't have the air of the like whole. We're the ones to catch, if you know what I mean. Um, when they have they have the squad to do it, of course, and they have the manager to do it, who's done it before, and is one of the best managers to ever manage a game of football yeah but I don't know I think I think they'll just do a Spurs and fuck it up in the last second think so I really do <laughs> couple months down the line so uh, Jose Mourinho has won his uh, his first uh, Tottenham trophy um, moving on to uh, possibly the best game of the weekend a game that I wanted to turn off at half time I'll be honest I was absolutely fucking distraught by half time I was like oh my god Cause we, it, which is of course David Hayes 500 appearance and he didn't make it to the end of the game mm, yeah he injured himself palming the ball into the net from that lovely free kick I, I, I can't even be mad it was a great free kick Silly he, he did well to even get his hand on it but he, his hand was behind him in the net before yeah. he to the ball yeah it's and, probably then, and then he injured his knee so either that or his, whenever someone was like oh he's injured himself I was like what did he hurt his fucking feet yeah. <laughs> his ego was bruised um, so yeah it was 2-0 at half time with Ward Price's goal that was a, yeah as you said great goal uh, Edison Cavani come on the 46th minute for Mason Greenwood and Dean Henderson as well um, Edison Cavani is uh, yeah when's the statue being built not totally sure he's, uh, he's turned out to be a bit of a, a, bit of a legend in, in the vein of United ban older players past their prime but he exactly. can still give you a goal or two so. Van Persie Mata. Ibrahimovic Mada, Cavani I was going to say Bastian Schweinsteiger, but he was in favour with it. <laughs> oh, months. yeah, exactly. <laughs> he kind of like signed the contract and like disappeared into like the ether. Just yeah. Like, I'm going to Chicago. He was just collecting, <laughs> was just collecting a phenomenal paycheck and occasionally he'd play and you go, oh, fuck yeah, we said him. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> remember, remember he used to play for Byron? That's mad. But no, um, it was it was brilliant to see United actually dig in and pull back with 3-2, especially because Southampton were so far ahead of us on the table. Uh-huh. Also, um, Southampton's first goal was class. Yes. Agreed. Brilliant finish. Brilliant. Uh, was it Bednarak? Yeah. And the and the free kick as well. So for yeah. I'm, I'm glad we won, but I cannot deny that those were two phenomenal goals. They just didn't have it again in the second half. Mm. Uh, moving on to Cavani's two goals. Yes. So 74th minute to make it 2-2 after Bruno Fernandes scores. Uh, of course he does. Uh, and then Edison Cavani to score on the 92nd minute. Yeah. Oh, man. 30 times back. Well, from, even if it's for one week and one week only <laughs> uh, if it was the like 97th minute I would yeah. have agreed it's for time. but yeah no and uh, if I I think if you guys I think you'll find if you go back to one of the first podcasts that we said that I I pegged Cavani like if I was the United fan I would be very happy with that signing 
it's the only thing I've been right about in this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good. Um, but I think that I mean that brings us up to date. To let's talk about your one. I know we're I know tonight. We something to look forward to, but let's let's cover tonight right now. Tonight. I mentioned it earlier in a joke, and you were like very defensive of it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very defensive tonight. Uh, I reckon so. Yeah. So uh, Aston Villa are coming to the London Stadium. Uh, so we will see how that pans out. I'm very I'm very tentative to say it's going to be a entertaining game. Uh, it will definitely be a game. <laughs> but um, I think uh, Mikel Antonio is still out injured, um, so they'll probably play Yarmolenko on the right with Heller up front. Um, but defensively, we've been sound in the past couple of games, so I genuinely think if this is a game that we don't... If, like, if there's a possibility of us not conceding in this game, it's this game, if that makes sense. And I don't know, maybe... <sighs> 1-0 West Ham I would be very happy with that result yeah I think I think you can win but I think Villa will score yeah you see I, I just hope Villa go back to being shite and don't put 7 past us <laughs> can do you a favour <laughs> yeah I really appreciate it uh, Leicester against Fulham at 5.30 this game will probably be over before the podcast gets put out tonight so that's true as well I mean on that one have Leicester lost their last two yeah they'd be, they got beat by who they got beat by well, Liverpool beat them last week. Yeah. And did they lose this week? Uh, so Leicester, no, they've only lost their last one against Aston Villa, so that was a one 0 Sorry. Yeah. And then they lost three 0 against Liverpool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then they they have been able to beat Wolves, Leeds, and Arsenal as well. Mm-hmm. All decent them. enough scalps, you know. Not bad. Very very strange that, and obviously they're going to beat Fulham. Come on, like Fulham's got what four points? Who did they beat? Score over the you West Brom, of course. Yeah, but West, uh, West Brom are uh, a point clear of the relegation. So they're going to stay up. Mark my words. Slam Bilic for another year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine they ended up winning the fucking Premiership. Do you know what's amazing as well? I mean, I can't see, but points wise, can. West Ham leapfrog Man City tonight, I think. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah. That they, is phenomenal. Yeah, they can go, they can, yeah, they'll be level with Wolves. If you could do us a big favour tonight and beat them as well, because that stops Aston Villa going on top of us. Yeah. <laughs> League as well. No, if we win, we go sixth today. That's big, that's a jump, like, just from one win. Actually, no, fifth, maybe? Is this how tightly packed the league is at the moment? Yeah, no, we go fifth if we win tonight. So we jump from 11th to 5th. Could be in a Europa one. League spot. Could be a big show. Finally getting Europa League football. Well, well, that's the stadium. Christmas We're here, like. it's coming home, it's coming home. Football's coming home. No, Not even I believe that. I was going to say, that's the league as it stands, but I mean, there's a long way to go about it. Oh, yes, there is. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much football done for this week. Um, uh, Crusaders got beat at the weekend in Glenavon. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, Glen Torren won as well, which I was quite surprised about. But who else? Uh, Lauren beat Coleraine down at the showground, or uh, down in uh, Coleraine. And Glen. No, Cliftonville got beat, I want to say. See, football fans, all you need to be successful is a billionaire owner. That's it. Exactly. It's so easy. <laughs> Why don't more people do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll I'll just run over the scores 
dead quick here in the Premiership, uh, just because we haven't really been given too much love to them recently. So. Yeah, we should probably cover this every week. Yeah, so uh, one point two one against Linfield. Massive. Oh, sorry, Cliftonville beat Portadown five nil. Can you get that really wrong? Yeah, our good friend Simon Raff, who listens to the podcast, will not be happy with me saying that, but. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Coleraine uh, got beat 2-0 by Lauren. Glenavon 3-1 winners over Crusaders, which, yeah, let's just not go into that. And Glentoran beat the uh, Dungannon 4-1, which I said would not happen either. But um, also, Linfield... 5-1? Mm-hmm. What did I say? 4-1. Ah. No, no, in fact, it was 4-1. Fuck it. They're not getting that extra goal. <laughs> <laughs> Give them nothing. <laughs> uh, but uh, during the week as well... Uh, Balamina beat Cliftonville 4-0 uh, which Simon would love to be reminded of and it, this was a nail biter and I remember posting these um, the uh, flash scores results on my Instagram page uh, when Glen Torren were 3-2 up and I was just like this is perfect you know Linfield you know getting beat in you know the Del Classico in Windsor or sorry the National Stadium and it's just going to be a joyous day for the rest of the league uh, and then Glen Torren get two people sent off and <laughs> then Have you finished sending that message before they scored again? Literally a minute oh, they Literally a minute it was crazy Fucking Mystic Meg here <laughs> I think they've got it <laughs> They've Linfield got it three Glen <laughs> Torren three Randall right moving on to shall we do Ga next? Absolutely we should Excellent let's do it Uh We'll do well. We'll do the had the two All Ireland semi finals in hurling this week, mm-hmm. and also um, another fantastic game because uh, there's no sort of no sweeper systems and all that sort of tactical bullshit that has creeped into a bit of the men's football. Yeah, our man ladies were playing in the All Ireland ladies uh, football semi final against Dublin, and they were sadly beaten by four or five points. But nobody gave them any chance. They were expected to get absolutely tanked, and they hung in there. Hate Dublin. They're like the New York Yankees. <laughs> Nobody likes them. No, apart they, um, from people in Dublin. No, they, they are my girls for playing them, and even being from there as well, very proud of them. Even though they did they did the beat, but uh, somebody posted up on from the Dublin GAA basically like fair play to Armagh because their their ladies team are the only, the actual only ladies county team that own their own ground. Ladies football in their every other county has to borrow from the. Uh, if you want to read fun fact about Gaelic football and hurling, so Gaelic football. Harlan and Camogie are one association. The Ladies Gaelic Football Association is a separate organisation from the GAA. So they have to rent pitches from the GAA to promote their national game, which I think is not a bollocks, but yeah. it's what they've chosen to do. That's why all the games are on TG Catter instead of... TG Catter. Instead of RTE. But yeah, um, Harlan and Donegal was a, a good old game. The girls had a go for it. Uh, Amy Mackin, who's probably the best footballer in the country, plays for Armagh, mm-hmm. scored a couple of absolute worldly goals the other night. I've petitioned that she be moved to the men's team. I'm sure that that's done. <laughs> <laughs> she's more off both feet and she's in her early 20s she's going to be around for a long time doing absolute damage perfect so uh, and her, bro- her, her brother sorry, her sister blocking plays with him as well she had a great old game um, yeah it just wasn't to be but mm-hmm. the big ones were Saturday and Sunday were Waterford beat Kilkenny yeah that is Kilkenny's first time not getting past an All-Ireland semi-final in 15 years oh the old cats yeah. what are they like yeah they lost 2023 20, uh, sorry 2023 20, to 2.27 yeah Waterford were absolutely fearless yeah um, they were good after Waterford had been beaten earlier in the year by Limerick who they are now playing in the All-Ireland final yeah because they beat Galway yeah. with a bit of luck this is their year I watched the um, Kilkenny was was Brilliant as always, but yeah. for just personal line. Then yesterday I watched the Limerick and Galway game. 
probably the best player of our generation, sadly. Joe Canning was very badly hurt. He was stretched off the field. Yes, I saw that. And I've actually... Uh, now, for a hurler to be stretched off the field... That's serious. That's yes. serious because he it was actually head injury. One of his players ran into him, but it was just in the, in the moment of the game. Yeah. He did also get what we called pulled across, which was uh, somebody went in to tackle him and caught him flat in the back with a hurl, mm. which, as I've had that happen to me, it's not fucking nice. Yeah. But he, got, he also scored four from four sideline balls. So he scored from the sideline, hitting the ball off the ground over the bar. Yeah. Four he, and four. He's just phenomenal. He was uh, also admitted to hospital as well. Yeah, Joe's been a recovery man because yeah. it was a head injury. Yeah, so hopefully it's not a concussion. But Well, that's another one with the um, Arsenal match, just quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah Raul Jimenez fractured skull is that, is that what it was yeah. when hit him and Luis hit yeah. clashing heads mm-hmm. that's a fucking hard head yeah I expect uh, David Luis yeah because yeah. Luis yeah. was bad as well play it on yeah exactly exactly and you know that amount of her that had to do some damage like yeah absolutely besides your bald looking motherfucker but um yeah well, yeah, bad day for people getting stretched off, but it was um yeah bad day. Uh, sadly for Galway, however, the young guy who came on to replace Joe Canning scored two points straight away. Yeah. phenomenal hurry, but obviously I think he's like oh, he's only an under twenty one, but they brought him out, scored two points, really brought them back into the game. They just yeah. kind of just ran out of steam a wee bit because Limerick have been phenomenal all year. So can't win anything with kids, isn't that what they say? Fuck, yeah, <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, the and hurling as well, the Joe McDonough. Antrim beat me. Big shout, Antrim are in an all iron final for the first time in a long time. This yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. This grade, is two, grade two hurling, but doesn't matter. It's exactly. a promotion of this. You win this bad boy, you go back up into the big leagues. Uh, Carlo against Westmeath as well. Uh, Carlo ended up winning quite substantially. No, yeah. See, a couple of Westmeath boys have retired, but. Oh. Um, 2024. No, and they got beat. Sorry, Westmeath beat Carlo. You didn't see, last there, right? Yeah, you see, when I when I when I see the goals, I'm just like, yeah, obviously Carlo won, but yeah, one twenty one to two thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. your maths. What is that? Yeah. Okay. So I can do this. Twenty four points to uh, 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 nineteen. Okay. So uh, Westmeath won, right? <laughs> yeah. Westmeath. So that'll be uh, that's the two semi finals. I've actually seen Andrew play Westmeath. Such mad anxiety. I'm like, was that right? Yeah. I've seen I've seen Andrew play Westmeath in a league game a couple of years ago, and Westmeath beat them. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now. That was my first game in football down against Westmeath. That's right. You yeah. I've been there, done it all, lads. Um, no football on this weekend. It's all, it's all. So the all the semi-finals of the Isle Islands starting the fifth, um, fifth and sixth. Cavan against Dublin and Mayo against Tip. Hmm. Who's your money on? In well, oh, the lower semi-finals. So, Cavan Dublin, the first game on the Saturday. Well, I mean, you can't go past Dublin on exactly. that one. Cavan actually heroic effort to beat Donegal. Think Dublin win, but I really want the people of Cavan to get a good old game. Mm. Oh yeah. I, I just also want more interviews with Cavan people because their interviews are phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mayo against Tip then the other semi-final. Uh, Mayo Tip uh, Mayo played Tip in an All-Ireland semi-final a few years ago and Tip gave them such a good game that the Mayo team formed a guard of honour after beating them and clapped them off the field that's that's how you do it lads. That, that was, they actually just really put the fucking scares up and this was a really good Mayo team that should have beaten Dublin a couple of years ago mm-hmm. temporarily given the game of their lives uh, so I would, uh, you know what it's hard to look past Mayo but another Mayo Dublin final will be terrible because Mayo will get fucking hockey again exactly yeah. but uh, with a bit of luck, I'd love to see Tipperary do it. Yeah, so imagine just a tip Dublin final for the Samovar. Um, uh, we've said this the past couple of weeks. Yeah. How amazing would that be? I, I'm 100% up for that. Uh, Joe McDonough next week, on uh, well, the Sunday the 13th of December, Kerry against Antrim. 
we all know who we want to win there. Uh, and then Limerick against Waterford in the uh, oh, what one? The Liam McCarthy. Yes. Yes. I told you I'd remember that in like two weeks. Who's 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 this game you're playing on? Uh, Limerick and Waterford for the Waterford. Yes. Yeah, Liam McCarthy. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> Yeah, that's yes, the, that's the Sam McGuire party. Uh, and then, yeah, the Sam McGuire final, uh, the final of the football is on the 19th of December. Uh, we'll have that report before we take a Christmas break. Oh, cannot wait. It'll be good. Uh, anything else? Uh, the Autumn Internationals as well. I didn't really get watching any of them, but... I only saw... Um, oh, actually, I found a fun fact. Ian Thompson has reported to us. Oh, yes. We were trying to figure out about Fiji being in the Autumn Internationals. It's because most of the t- players from Fiji play their rugby in Europe. Yeah. That's why. So they're already live over here. They can, uh, there's enough of them to produce a team who can play in an international series. That's crazy, isn't it? Yes. Mental brav. Still good, though. Uh, Ireland just about beat Georgia, but I think they were trying out a couple of kids and sort of... They still beat them, but they, they didn't make things easier for themselves. That was on... Sa- no, Friday? Saturday? That was... Was it not yesterday? Was it? I don't know. I didn't watch it. It was all at the same point. I had like a TV and a laptop going at the same time all weekend, so I was just trying to watch as much sport as possible. Yes, 2310. Um, did you know David Humphreys is one of the coaches in Georgia? Is that what he does now? Yeah. There you go. Former Fair play. In the former Ulster player. Yeah. Out living in the sunny country for Plato. Yeah. So yeah, 2310. Just seemed quite academic. Uh, you definitely aren't bringing out the big guns against Georgia, but 10 points against Ireland, I'd be happy enough now. Yeah, I don't think they're... I think that means from the points difference, Ireland don't think can get to the final of their group. Yeah, but but no surprise there. They're, you know, they haven't been playing great this whole... Uh, well, actually, they're second now. So, um, but if it's only one through for me to group, then it's England, isn't it? Mm, it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. They give the shit up. Um, yeah, it just looks quite... What's the word? Is it academic? Like the battle days. Yeah. Do you remember when, like, Ireland were really good at rugby? In the last year. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, move on to story time now. Story time? Let's go for you it. You ready for a little story time? Story time. Story time. Moving on to story time this week. And uh, this is a new segment uh, around story time that we're going to try out. Uh, the life and times of different people. Uh, this week, it kind of seems fitting. We're putting Miracle on Ice on the back burner again to bring you the life and times of Diego Armando Maradona. Okay, first thing, didn't know what his middle name was. That's clear. That's great. I've learned something already. Exactly. Started. Did you know he was born a day before Halloween in 1960? I knew he was born in 1960. El Diablo, El Diablo. No. Um... So yes, Diego Armando Maradona was born on the 30th of October 1960 in a place called Lanús in the Buenos Aires uh, province of Argentina. Uh, he was raised in the Coronets province, Villa uh, Fiorito. Uh, Fiorito. Oh man, uh, these names are going to be sticking with me all day today, <laughs> which is like a kind of shantytown slash favela on the outskirts of Buenos Aires. Um, he was the first son in the family after four daughters I do, I do remember seeing this bit about which was yeah you know a lot of daughters uh, and he has two younger brothers uh, Hugo and Raul who both are soccer players did you know that? okay so they, everybody ended up playing football in there? yeah but, well obviously they're not as like they played in like uh, North America and stuff like that um, and then they were playing like indoor football as well Oh, uh, futsal. Yeah, no, 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 not even like cool futsal, but it's just like indoor football, like in like old men's leagues in Calgary and shit like that. Oh, right, I was going to say like the way I used to play five a side. No, 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 no,
guys on walkers going far off. Yeah. Uh, he was spotted at the age of eight years old while playing for his neighborhood team, Estrella Roja. Look at that pronunciation. That was good. That was good. Uh, moving on to the junior squad of Argentinos Juniors, which are a, a team in the Premier Division in Argentina. Um, he was promoted to the senior squad in 1976, playing, okay, get this, 166 times, scoring 116 goals in his career with Argentinos Juniors. This is when he's still like a teenager, basically? Yeah, yeah, essentially. This is him. Okay. I wouldn't say his prime, but this is him showing, like, I'm class of football lads, sign me. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it's what he did. Maradona then signed for the clubs that club that he always wanted to play uh, in Buenos Aires, that being uh, Boca Juniors. Now, this is a very interesting story because he turned down their rivals, River Plate, who were the more expensive or the more lucrative team uh, at that time, and they were offering more money. But uh, he turned them down, saying that Boca Juniors is the team that he wanted to play for, and they had already put a bid in for him. When in reality, Boca Juniors never put a bid in for him, but he just wanted to play for them. So he said that, and then the Boca Juniors chairman just, you know, took the hint and signed him at a reduced rate. Is this kind of like the way like a modern player's, um, what their agent would normally sort of build this up, but Maradona did it himself? That's part well, of it. well, it's not even because Maradona's dad was his agent. <laughs> Keep her knew what he was doing. <laughs> uh, yes, and he scored twice in his Boca debut in a four-one win against Telerez de Cordoba. Okay. Which you know, hey, that's how you endear yourself to the home fans. Score twice in your debut. What's brilliant is you keep looking at me like, is that how you pronounce yeah. that? And I'm sitting going, that's the first time I've heard this. <laughs> I'm like a dog that brings like the ball back after you throw it, going like, I did good, right? <laughs> um, he also scored in his first Super Classico against River Plate on the way to winning uh, their 1981 Argentinian Premier Division title, and that was the only Premier Division that uh, Maradona would win. Oh, okay. Well, so, he wasn't there for very long. No, 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 no. Yeah, so he definitely went on to much bigger and better things. Um, but yes, after the 1982 World Cup, Espana 82, which <laughs> included Northern Ireland, I'll have you know. That's true. Um, in, uh, so after the World Cup in Spain that year, in June, Maradona was transferred to Barcelona for a then world record fee of £5 million, which would get you... I don't know a League 2 star at the moment I was going to say I'll probably get your Robbie Keane out of retirement <laughs> yeah exactly uh, and in 1983 uh, Maradona won the Copa del Rey and the Spanish Super Cup beating Real Madrid and Atletico Bilbao respectively now Maradona uh, I'll just since we're in 1982 already uh, we will start off with Maradona's first World Cup um, in was Espanya 82 he scored twice in five games he got sent off uh, after getting in a fight with the Brazilian player because this is when he was coming out as the best player so everybody was just kicking the fuck out of him because this was before like referees gave a shit about before that before player protection yeah they absolutely battered him up and down the field like so you know it wasn't really the best start for him he'd also played in a junior world cup with Argentino and Argentino uh, <laughs> Argentina and I believe they won their under 20 world cup but I'm not 100% sure um, but moving on, uh, he, he scored, and this is back in his time with Barcelona, he scored in his first El Clasico at the Bernabeu uh, and was the first Barca player to ever be applauded by the rival fans of Real Madrid. Actually. Which it takes some doing and apparently the only other two were Ronaldinho 
and shabby for some reason. I don't know why, but fair enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. had one hell of a game. They just clapped off the field by the opposition. They, they were like the what? What was the team you said gave the card of honor? Oh, uh, like Mayo. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. the Mayo team of uh, the Mayo players of Barcelona. That's a big shout out, especially in the Neo Classical. Oh, definitely, especially in the club. I fucking hate each other. It would have been a different thing if he went to like Valencia and then he got like a standing ovation, but yeah. with Barcelona. Um, but due to illness and injury uh, he didn't have the best time with Barcelona uh, first he had a bout of hepatitis if you could believe such that'll do there's yeah. different ways of getting them exactly but I'm assuming the worst uh, then he broke an ankle after a horror tackle from Andoni Goyexa uh, of Atletico Bilbao the butcher of Bilbao oh, um, that yeah that was his nickname <laughs> um, uh, but Relatively short rehab time of only three months back then. From a broken ankle. From a broken ankle. Just back playing. Back playing. Uh, after playing 58 games and scoring 38 goals uh, for Barcelona, the Catalans, he was transferred to Napoli in Syria for a second world record fee of 6.9 million. How, so hang on, how long was he actually at Barcelona? He was only there from... Uh, let me get the dates up properly. So he was in Barcelona for two years. From oh, 1982 to 1984, and he went up 1.9 million in uh, price. Okay, that's that's not bad, saying that he missed a, a fair portion of an actual yeah, season. and only playing 36 games, and people risking that after a really bad injury, which nowadays you wouldn't even come back three months. Yeah, no way. Which is crazy. You just miss a year. Imagine he never broke his ankle, how good he would have been then. Or maybe he would have just declined, because he didn't have that incentive to prove people wrong. Well, I mean, especially moving over to Napoli, obviously, because then in the 80s, um, Italian football was obviously much much more competitive and well thought of, as it is compared to now. Well, yes, uh, it's completely different from what it is now, but uh, the Serie A at that time was dominated by teams like AC Milan, uh, Juventus, Inter and Roma, uh, all from the north of Italy, and uh, no team in the south of Italy had won a Scudetto uh, at the time... Uh, Maradona went to Napoli. Now, uh, just uh, when we go in here at the start of his Napoli debut, um, he arrived there in 1984, but we'll uh, quickly go ahead to um, 1986. Uh, There was a certain World Cup that he was a part of in Mexico City. I think I've heard of this before. Yes, so Maradona captained his country in the World Cup, in the World Cup uh, of 1986, beating West Germany in the final. Uh, they beat England in the quarterfinals 2-1. The hand of God was obviously, sticks out as a thorn in all English sides. And as we said before, Peter Shelton, you know, get a hobby. Uh, <laughs> uh, Maradona won the golden ball with Gary Lineker winning the golden boot for the most goals. Was that he won that? Uh-huh. And... Gary Lineker also scored the goal for England that day, and he almost always uh, also missed a sitter, which like, would have won one, which would have brought it to extra time. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, but I watched. Uh, you see, with this, I I read a couple of different uh, articles online. Obviously, I've been through his Wikipedia page to no end. Uh, I, I've watched two documentaries: the one that we previously talked about, and of and. Also, the when Gary Lineker met Diego, yeah, which was on BBC iPlayer just after his death there, and sort of it. It, yeah, it was very entertaining. It was from two thousand and six, 
and Gary Lineker, you can just see, he goes like, I could have won the World Cup if it wasn't for you, you ball bag. And he goes like, I don't blame you, I blame the referee and the linesman. Yeah. And then he just, you should see the smile Diego gives him, like at the end of the interview, going like, there's nothing you can do about it now, bitch. You should, uh, you should probably blame your linesman, or sorry, no, you should probably blame your defence, because you ran past the <laughs> Exactly, they're the problem. Um, but yeah, with Napoli, Maradona reached his peak. Uh, he quickly earned the captain's armband. Uh, led by Maradona, Napoli won their first Scudetto in 1986, to 87 season uh, Napoli went on to win their second Scudetto in the 89-90 season coming second in 87-88 and 88-89 so they were always contenders uh, Maradona also won the Coppa Italia in 87 the UEFA Cup in 89 against Stuttgart with Maris, Maradona, uh, Maradona scoring in the first leg because it used to be a two leg system that one there there's a the brilliant video of him warming up is from that match yeah, yeah just so casual yeah. they're playing music basically around the stadium to keep the fans at the team while the, the team are warming up and Maradona instead of doing any like modern fitness training or you know, sprints or stretches or anything he's dancing in the middle of the field and doing toe taps oh. that was his warm up yeah and did you see um, uh, who's the, is the left back for Ajax I, I'm blanking on his name at the minute but he did the same thing in warm up this weekend as a tribute to Maradona <laughs> which was dancing. yeah which was really nice to see um, but yes uh, with 115 goals for Napoli uh, he was their top scorer uh, until his record was broken 29 years later by Marek Hamzik in 2017. Okay. Which, you know, two club engines. One, one of the things, if I can bring you back, which is mm-hmm. featured in the Maradona documentary, is that World Cup that's featured was the, the semi-final was played, or when they had to play Italy. Yeah. And he was basically oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in Napoli. Yeah, yeah. And he... The I know, that was 90. Italian 90. Is that... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. That, we'll get to that one then. That's, yeah. Because I remember that being a real big deal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was a huge deal with Italians almost wanting... Uh, Argentina to go food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Like, um, but yeah, um, uh, it was with Napoli where Maradona's cocaine problems got worse after starting it with Barcelona. Uh, during his time there, he received over seventy thousand uh, dollars uh, at the time in fines from Napoli. Um, and he also was embroiled in this uh, illegitimate son case that the documentary looks at as well. Um, but yeah, with the fines, seventy thousand quid just because you like. The bigger sugar, like is that adjusted for our inflation, or was that seventy grand at the time? At the time, wow, that's a lot of cash, isn't it? Especially for what? What, what was that? Eighty nine, round about like the late eighties, and that that's probably less than he spent on exactly yeah he probably spent triple that um, <laughs> but the reasons that he was getting fined was because he kept missing training and games putting it down to stress and yeah I'd be stressed too if I was on a constant come down like, yeah pretty much it was going to be was it the fact that he was absolutely hanging in, the, in a bad way yes uh, and uh, with Napoli obviously it's the best time in his career but also could be described as the worst time of his life because he got involved with the Camaro, which is the uh, Italian mafia in southern Italy. Yep. Which some you just don't do, buddy. Silly it, was it was a big deal for them to have him in the city, and then there was a lot of them inviting him to parties, and obviously you'd be very worried about saying no to that. Yeah, yeah. You but, don't say no. But then he very foolishly allowed himself to be photographed with all of these yeah, mafios. Like, <laughs> these guys are my friends. Yeah, but then that, This that guy killed seven people. <laughs> yeah, but then obviously that would have led him into these are the people that were bringing him girls and drugs and it just kind of probably just got out yeah, of hand. Yeah, it's a snowball. Like, part <laughs> <day>. <laughs> 
I'm we're, not sure if you meant that. <laughs> I did. I was going to make a joke about the microphone because we're using snow balls, but yeah. hey, hilarious. Or something um, say eight ball as well. Hey, didn't do heroin. So. <laughs> um, Napoli number ten jersey in honor of Maradona, and uh, he kind of left. This is sad now because he left uh, Napoli on bad terms. Uh, obviously, with the whole drug fiasco and. Uh, just I think Napoli saying the wasted potential that you know he could have been even better. Do you think is he more? Do you think is he very famous as a kind of tragic figure? Um, not so much as George Best is. Yeah. But yes, I, that's the way I kind of see it. It's look how good you were, but look how good you could have been. Yeah, just imagine if people, if people already argue that you're the greatest with all your fuck ups. Yeah, imagine what you'd be without how, it. Yeah, how how undisputed as the greatest could you have been mm. I think that's the thing yeah which is sad but after leaving Napoli he went on to play for uh, Spanish side Sevilla uh, Newell's old boys uh, back in Argentina and then returned to Boca Juniors uh, for his final team which is a nice kind of nice bookend to his yeah. playing career the thing as well was he was playing back in Newell's old boys whenever that famous shot of him coat off his tits Mm. at USN 94 yeah, yeah, when he yeah. scores the goal yep. so still scoring goals while being an absolute idiot yeah. scores the goal runs up to the camera and you're like oh yeah he's on coke and yeah. they piss test him mm-hmm. and he basically was I think was he sent home from that World Cup 1994 World Cup Maradona only played two games scoring against Greece before being sent home after failing a drugs test uh, which ended his international career I feel like they were, I feel like whoever was watching I mean from FIFA was just watching score the goal and he runs towards the camera and they were just like yeah, go get the doctor. Cup, <laughs> yes, yeah. someone grab a cup. Yeah, any cup. Um, but yeah, no, he went on to manage uh, his old club, uh, Argentinos and uh, Juniors in Argentina, a number of different teams in the United Arab Emirates, and uh, most impressively, uh, he managed the Argentinian national team. Where did you do that? Two thousand ten. He went. He took them to uh, South African World Cup. Big part. Should remember that one. Yeah, and at the, the end, Cup, the World Cup that was most famous for the Vuvuzela. Oh man, I still have my Vuvuzela in the house. Fuck you. Yeah, bring it up, bring my, <laughs> my granddad lived over in Johannesburg, and my dad went over afterward uh, to visit my granddad, and to, he brought us back a Vuvuzela and a Natal Sharks jersey. As you do, <laughs> which was cost still happen. Um, and at the end of it all, at the end of that illustrious career, he played four hundred and ninety-one games, scoring two hundred and fifty-nine goals, uh, cementing him as one of the best football players of all time and personally my second favourite footballer of all time behind Johan Cruyff here's the thing did he get well, something we should check did he get a testimonial yes he did um, and also fun wee fact something I saw during the week for the Spurs fans listening Maradona once played for Spurs yeah in the testimonial in Ozzy Ardiles uh, testimonial in a pair of boots he borrowed because <laughs> he showed up in London in a Spurs top which because Ozzy Adelis was, was his teammate for the Argentina national team oh, could you that, is, that sounds like the most Maradona thing to yeah, ever yeah there's a photo do. of him in a Spurs top I was like what the f-? but yeah so um, there's also that really famous photo of him with uh, the I was going to say the cast of Queen all the band members from Queen with him wearing a big Union Jack shirt and Freddie Mercury wearing an Argentina that's football right. top yeah. oh, that was a beautiful photo but um, the Hand of God thing um, I was going to mention briefly when, when we were going over it but it, it almost felt like this was like the footballing leg of the Falklands War I was after it as well yeah. it was a few years after so 
who was the real winner? Who knows? Um, and, uh, you know, we could go into him going to Russia and, like, you know, needing medical assistance after watching Argentina score and stuff like that. But I think that more tarnishes, the, that's more salacious than, uh, <laughs> salacious than factual, I guess, uh, is the way you'd put it. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's played uh, soccer uh, in 2006, uh, played for the world you know World World yeah that's the one uh, he was also named FIFA player of the century <laughs> you know that's, that's not bad <laughs> yeah and um, a little uh, a little bit of tidbit information uh, he was a big old lefty so he was left foot like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could say that he was a he was a man who preferred uh, a Cuban cigar. If you get my drift, yeah, a big old socialist. Um, as, yeah, as a lot of South Americans are. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. Or were sorry, because um, Brazil's gonna yeah, uh, anyway. he's not Brazilian, so it's fine. Exactly. Um, so yeah, he has a tattoo of Che Guevara and Fidel Castro on his body. Uh, he idolized Che Guevara, obviously being from Argentina, and he was close personal friends with not only uh, Fidel. Castro in Cuba, but also with uh, what's his fucking name, the guy from Venezuela, Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a bit crazy, like, isn't it? Well, I mean, I suppose South America is, is really very much a unique place in the oh. way that they work. So, for him to be Argentinian, because I know in Argentina they had socialist governments after the dictatorship, after dictatorships, and after they kind of had the freedom and their independence. So mm-hmm. that's why I think people like he really was into kind of a Che Guevara stuff. Who of course obviously was an Argentinian. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Che Guevara Lynch. Uh, we um, his granny was Irish. Weirdly enough. Not that's crazy. Our, that's our tenuous link back to Maradona. Exactly. Is there a GAA called, called Che Guevara? I'm gonna cross my line or something. No, but there is an Argentinian GAA. There and we go. the fifth biggest St. Patrick's Day parade in the world is held every year in Buenos Aires. I thought they, was... they close off the, the streets and have yeah. a big street party. It's like Carnival, but yeah, but just paints against. Yeah, just paints against. Green shit everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, and that was uh, our deep dive into the life and times of Diego Armando Maradona. If you guys liked it, please let us know because this is something that uh, we want to continue doing with not just football sports stars, but you know rugby, hurling, uh, uh, anything and everything. We love doing we deep dives research like this. A couple of you were good enough to send us after we did our um, Dream 11s. A few of you sent them in. Just, so do us a favour. We'll do them in the next episode. Mm-hmm. If you've got somebody you want us to profile, send us oh, in. 100%. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Let's, let's, get, let's have the words from the people. Yeah, and eat, like football all the best like we would love that but like if it's a random sports star kind of like from a niche enough sport kind of like for example Tim Henman or something like that because we never speak about tennis and uh, call back uh, and like you know who's your Mike is Mike Phelps no he's the swimmer guy yeah, Michael Phelps. Is it Michael Phelps? The guy, yeah. Yeah, Michael Phelps, something like that. <laughs> I need to research him because I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, just send us in and we will. We would love to do it. So, yeah, that was story time this week. Maradona, RIP. Uh, all the Catholic people, get your rosaries on the go. All the Protestant people, burn your England shirts. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, for the outro this week, we've got uh, something a little bit spicy for the listeners. Um, nothing makes a podcast better than having the two hosts be in some form of competition. I like it. Uh, so, we've decided um, to do, like, one week I asked Darren questions, sports trivia questions, and Darren asked me the next week. 
So I've got three juicy questions for you. And we're going to keep score um, up until Christmas. And then we're going to decide some form of forfeit, I guess. That's the best way to describe it for whoever wins. I think if, if the pub's open, we should probably just do that the loser has to get the winner drunk in a bar. So. Yeah, done. Easy. Uh, <laughs> I can do that. Because it's something we both agree on is that pints are fantastic. Yeah, class. <laughs> absolutely. I will go off my antidepressants just to go on the pints. <laughs> <laughs> like the athletes that we are. <laughs> we trained for this. Um, okay, question number one, Darren. Okay. Uh, let's see if you know this. Uh, they're all relatively... I would say this is the medium... Uh, questions I didn't go really that hard uh, okay. but we'll see uh, which Scottish football team did George Best play for George Best uh, you get for one clue with each question oh George Best played for Hibs yes correct oh I can't remember Hibs or Hearts yeah one two. Hibs okay um, question number two who is the NFL Super Bowl trophy named after do I get uh, half a point if I take the clue no, you get the full point if you do Oh, okay, clue. okay. Um, who is it named after? Yeah. Give me the clue. Um, he used to manage Green Bay Packers. Oh, fuck. I watched like four documentaries from the NFL. <laughs> 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 oh, I put me in a misery. Who is it? Vince Lombardi. Motherfucker. The okay. Lombardi Trophy. The Lombardi Trophy. Okay, sorry. Uh, and this, I researched this question. The other two I knew, but I researched this question. <laughs> Just to throw me off? Yeah. Um, when was the last year Dublin that have not won the Sam Maguire? Well, that would be... So what is it, 2020? Yeah, it's 2020 now. So the last one played was 2019. Yeah, so they, that was their five in a row. So the last time they have, that they didn't win it was 2013? 14. 2014? Mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Kerry. Oh, I'm so shit at maths. <laughs> now, the shoe's on the other foot. Oh, uh, my Christ. Yeah, so... Was that Donegal or Kerry won that one? Kerry won it. Mother... Donegal won the other four. <laughs> Jesus, that's trying to count back from five. Oh, man, I didn't think you'd get the George Best one, but that I thought you'd get the other That is absolute pressure, by the way. Like, stuff you should know. You know when it's just like, you can tell somebody this in the pub, but it's like somebody asks you a question, you're like, I'm absolutely friends. I cannot me. wait until next week you're going to get your revenge, like, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm going to ask you, like, a question you She'll know you just watch your fucking sweat. Good. How do you spell West Ham? No. <laughs> um, okay, uh, just in the outro today, I'd like to thank uh, our good friend Rona Bell for helping me with the research on Diego Maradona. And um, also, Rona, thank you for keeping to share the podcast because you probably get us more listeners than we do. Yeah, she does. We should hire her as some form of agent. Um, legend. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, pl- you, you know... Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ITPod32, Darren Matthews Comedian on Instagram, and Jordan Robinson Comedy on Instagram. And if you could, we have uh, a sizable uh, amount of reviews on Apple Podcasts, which are all positive. Good. Because most of them are for me. <laughs> and, Didn't know you could do it more than once. Uh, well, I found out the hard way. Um, so if you could... Uh, no, okay, I'm, go- I'm going to say this, and this may sound conceited, but um, you see if you were feeling about giving us a three-star review don't just five or nothing that's what I'm going for that's not really a review though that's uh, do you know what look we're, we're a young enough podcast we're not asking for a review we're asking for a favour yeah okay <laughs> lads sort the lads out with a, like a five star yeah yeah come on it'll be our Christmas present just just be sound okay yeah just be sound resist your temptation to be the smart arse that you are and say three out of five just yeah. give us the five and that's what we need. Yeah, you okay. see, you see, if you're commenting on it, uh, giving us three star and going like, oh, actually, Diego Maradona didn't play the Napoli until 1986. Kill yourself. 
that's a bit strong. It, it is, I didn't mean it, but that's how angry I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week, Evan Jern Romsen. I've been there, Matthews. Bye. <laughs> I have to stop telling people to kill themselves. Yeah.